You're listening to the sermon podcast of Mountain View Church. Whether you're here catching up on last week's message or digging through a past series, we're so grateful you've tuned in today. Our prayer is the next 30 to 40 minutes helps you become a more whole follower of Jesus. If you're local and would like to join us, we'd love to see you this Sunday. For those who can't make it in person, services are also streamed on Facebook and YouTube. All the information about service times, what we have for kids, and much more can be found on our website, almsville.church. Now, let's open our hearts and minds to today's message. Well, good morning. Are you guys awake out there? (laughs) Somebody talks in their sleep. That's good to know. That's good to know. All right, well, I'm Betsy. I'm the Youth and Community Life Pastor here at Mountain View Church, and it's such a pleasure to be here with each of you guys this morning. Uh, We are wrapping up our How to Neighbor series. We are in our fourth week of it. Uh, And so the first week, we talked about embracing your place and embracing the people that God brings to you in those places as well. And so the idea is that you don't really have to go anywhere. You can just be where you are, and there are people around you. And God has you in those places and around those people on purpose. Uh, The second week, we learned that sometimes we got to cross the street to go and to help somebody. Uh, It can be risky, and sometimes it can cause sacrifice, but it's what we're called to do. And last week, we learned that sometimes we need to allow somebody else to cross the road to help us. Because, I have to look at my notes because Mike was so crafty with this, we can't one another, one another, if we aren't ever the other, right? That was really good. I like it. I'm working on getting that to stay in there. It's really important for us to remember that relationships go both ways. Um, So this week, we're talking about sharing your story. Uh, There's a song called The Story I'll Tell, uh, and I want to show you just a few lines from it. I think it's called, is the bridge or a chorus? It's something like that because it's something that's repeated over and over again in the song, and I think both of those things do that. So here's the words I want to share with you. And I'll testify of the battles you've won, how you were my portion when there wasn't enough. And I'll testify of the seas that we've crossed, the waters you parted, the waves that I've walked, singing, oh, 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 my God did not fail. Oh, 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 it's the story I'll tell. Singing, oh, 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 I know it as well. Oh, 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 it's the story I'll tell. You guys should be thanking me that I didn't actually sing the words. But every time I hear this story, especially the beginning part of it, it just brings tears to my eyes because it reminds me of the truth uh, that God has won many battles for me. And that as I go through in life and as there are dark times and hard times, that God redeems each of those places in my life. That he's always done that and he will always do that. And that is the story that I will get to tell. Um, Each time we share what God is doing in our lives, uh, what, what he's teaching us, what we're learning, what he's speaking into our hearts. We're sharing a piece of the gospel. We're sharing the gospel with people around us. And we're living it out right in front of everyone. And um, we have had, if you have a relationship with Jesus, we've had the revelation that, uh, and the belief in knowing that Jesus died on the cross, that he rose again, that he went to create a new place for us to go. He went to create a place for us to go and to be together forever in life and that we have been forgiven of sins. And so if you have been introduced to Jesus, if he is in your life, you have had that revelation and you know 
that truth. And that's the gospel in a nutshell. And when we talk about what God is teaching us, when we talk about what he's doing in, in, in our lives, we are telling people and we are showing people that Jesus is still alive, that he is that, and that we are forgiven. So at a previous job I worked at, I worked with people of all kinds of backgrounds. It was a secular place. I was a relatively new Christian at the time when I began that, and so I didn't even know what the word secular means. And so for those of you who were with me at that time, uh, who don't know what that is either, it just means that there's not an affiliation uh, to Jesus. So it's not like working in a church or uh, some organization like that. And so it just means that it's out in the world. It's not in the church world is what secular means. And so I was learning how to navigate this new dynamic in my life of being a Christian because before that, I had been a stay-at-home mom. And, I, and when I went to places, it was to the mom's prayer group that I had just newly been going to, as well as spending time with my mentor and talking about Jesus and learning about him together. And so that was my life until I went and worked at this place. And so it was new for me, trying to figure out how to be a Christian but being out in the world and how to love people who did not have that relationship and to be honoring in the midst of all of that. So this was new. So one of my first friendships that I made in this place was, you guys ready? You should be excited about what I'm about to share with you. Uh, it was based on oatmeal, <laughs> right? This was before we talked about like overnight oats or baked oatmeal. It was like from the packet or from the canister, or maybe it's just because we weren't fancy enough to know those things then, I don't know. Um, so this was a while ago, but that was how our friendship started. We started talking about oatmeal, and over time, we actually ended up sharing meals together. We would share a lot of lunches. We would take our lunch times on purpose at the same time. And as we did that, as we spent time eating, we began sharing more about life. Uh, she would share about what she was learning in her classes. She would share about what she was learning in her internships and what was happening in her relationships. I would share those same things with her, but I would also share with her what I was learning in my Bible studies and what I felt like God was speaking into my life. And so uh, as time went on, we just became really good friends. She became a trusted friend for me, and I became a trusted friend for her as well. So we had developed this friendship um, that we loved spending time together. Um, she didn't really, she wasn't interested in going to church, and she wasn't interested in reading the Bible, those were not things that she wanted. But she loved me, and so she listened as I would share. And sometimes she would ask questions about those things because she, again, because she loved me, which is, again, how we built that relationship. We just, we might not have agreed on everything, but we took an interest and tried to learn from one another. And so after about a year of sharing lunches and doing life together, uh, we were sitting and having lunch one day, and it got quiet, which happens, right, when you're eating with someone, so I didn't think anything of that. And plus, your employer likes it when you come back from lunch. Those are good things, right? And so it got quiet, and I didn't think anything much of it until, uh, until I heard her say really quietly, and if you know my friend, you would know that that's odd in, in and of itself because she, <laughs> she uh, is very expressive. She very, has a very big personality, which is one of the things that was fun about her and still is. And so she says very quietly, I think I'd like to go to church with you this week. And I stopped eating and I looked up at her and her face was flushed and she had tears in her eyes. <laughs> and it was a beautiful moment that I won't forget. Um, so all that time, 
that we had been spending together and sharing life together, we had actually been neighboring. So all these things that we've been talking about throughout all these four weeks are the very things that we were doing in our friendship. We were being, I was being present, we were being present right where God placed us, and we were um, just caring for the people who were in front of us. Even though I started by talking about oatmeal, next thing we know we're going to church together and sharing what we're learning in the Bible studies together. And then um, we were crossing the road and we were helping one another. Like she would come over and she would help, help me dig up my garden. We had this big thing, so she'd come over and we would help dig up the garden and we would do all kinds of stuff with our families together. She loved my kids too and my husband. And so we all knew each other really well. Um, we had been present right where we were and we, I shared my Jesus story with her. I shared my Jesus story with her. And so all this time we had been neighboring one another, all these things that we had been talking about throughout these last few weeks and that we're talking about today, we were living out in those moments. Each of us has a story, whether you're a Christian, you've been a Christian your whole life, or if you just accepted Jesus last week or even 10 minutes ago, you have a story to tell. Um, maybe you came today because somebody kept asking you, come to church, come to church with me, come to church with me, and so you came out of care for that person, or maybe you just flat out got dragged here. Um, we're still glad that all of you are here, even if that's your story. Um, each of us has a story regardless as to how you ended up in this place. Uh, the part of your story that we're talking about today, though, is where Jesus enters into it, where Jesus enters into our story. When Jesus becomes an active part of our story, our lives are changed. This becomes the part where we get to say, my God did not fail, and that is the story that I'll tell. In Acts, we find Paul sharing what happened when Jesus became part of his story. Acts 22, 2 through 21 says, Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. As the high priest and all the council can themselves testify, I even obtained, le obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from, from the heaven flashed around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord, I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord, I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now what, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. 
quick, he said, leave Jerusalem immediately because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, these people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and to beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. And then the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far away uh, to the Gentiles. So Paul states at the very beginning that he's always been zealous for God. He learned all about the Jewish traditions from the people from the, the people that you're supposed to learn all those things from. He was very well versed in all of that. And he believed that what he was doing was right when he was killing those Christians, these new people who had this new thing that was going on. Because he hadn't yet understood who Jesus was or what his role was or what God's intention was. He didn't understand. But then when Jesus became a part of his story, his life changed. His eyes were opened. He was able to see and to understand in a different way. Most of us won't encounter something quite this dramatic in our lives. Some of us will, some of us won't. Um, and some of us can hear, can, can point to a specific day or time or place when they believed, when they knew for without a doubt that this is the moment, this is the time that I chose to have a relationship with Jesus. And some of us, it happened over a period of time. And so we don't have, we don't have one of those stories either. We have a story where it just gradually happened. And what I want you to hear me say, what really matters is that you have a relationship with Jesus. That's what he wants for you. Your life changes when he becomes a part of your story. It doesn't matter how it happens, it just matters that it happens. And so share your story and be proud of the fact that Jesus is in your life and that he is enough. When Jesus becomes a part of your story, your life is changed. He begins the work of redeeming you and your story, the things of your past, the things that you will do. He redeems each and every one of those things for us. He did that for me, and he's done that for Paul. He did that for Paul, too. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. Paul went from killing Christians to writing about half of the New Testament. Talk about a life transformation. That's huge. That's huge. The old was gone and the new had come. My God did not fail, and that is the story that I will tell. And then in John's gospel, we find John the Baptist in John 1, 29 through 34. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave his testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him, and I myself did not know him. But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. John the Baptist knew that he was preparing the way for the Messiah, but just like everybody else, he didn't know who that was going to be. He didn't know what he was going to look like. He didn't get like a memo or like a headshot. There was none of those things. He just knew that he had something that God had called him to do, and he was obedient in doing it. But he had a sign. He knew what he was looking for. He knew what he was looking for. And so when that happened, he had been waiting 
to set eyes on, on Jesus. He had been waiting to see that Savior just like the rest of us are in our lives. Whether we realize it or not, we're all waiting to meet Jesus. We're, all of our hearts are longing for that. And in that moment when John the Baptist saw the Spirit come and rest on Jesus and then stay there, his life was changed. He knew that this was the moment where the person that he had been preparing the way for, that he had arrived, that he had done a good work because Jesus had entered his story. My God did not fail, and that is the story that I'll tell. A few weeks ago, I talked about how Jesus met a woman at a well. Right where she was, she didn't have to go anywhere. Jesus, Jesus met her there. She was out doing her normal, everyday things, and Jesus met her right where she was. I want to share with you uh, more of that story. I want to share with you what happened afterwards. So in John 4, 25 through 29, we see, the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Here he, she is talking to Jesus, but she doesn't, she doesn't realize it yet. And then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in, believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did. He told me everything I did. Many of the Samaritans in that town believed in Jesus' story because of the woman's testimony. He, they believed in Jesus because of her testimony, because of her story, because she was willing to go and to share the moment that she met Jesus and what he had done in her life. But not only that, but because of her story, they went out and wanted to pursue Jesus. They wanted to meet him for their very for their very for themselves, for their very own. They wanted to have their very own relationship. So in John 4 40 through 42, we see it says, So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed for two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. She had shared her story, and then people went out and believed, and then they had a relationship of their own, and then they had their own stories that they could share because they heard and personally knew Jesus. They personally knew Jesus. The woman at the well knew, my God did not fail. That is the story that I'll tell. And because that woman knew that truth, all those other people went out and pursued their very own relationship with Jesus. That's powerful. That's really powerful. And each of you guys in this room have a story to share. The Samaritans in that town knew that our God did not fail, and that is the story that we'll tell. But I want to go back to another friend that we talked, to a few, talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, Jesus met him at a tomb and then freed him from the torture that he was subjected to by the impure spirits. Um, so here's what the man said to Jesus after he was freed from that. Uh, Mark 5, 18 through 20 says, As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in, in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Jesus told him to go and tell your story. Jesus told him to go and tell your story. The man at the tomb knew 
that my God did not fail and that that was the story that he would tell. He would go out and tell that story. The woman at the well had a past that she wasn't proud of and Jesus knew it, but he took the time to share his truth with her, to share his life with her and it transformed her. The man at the tomb was tormented and so bothersome that the townspeople took him to the tombs and chained him up so that way he would just he would not be a part of what they were doing so they could just go about everyday life. But Jesus met him there and freed him. Their lives were changed because Jesus became a part of their story. As Pastor Mike taught, taught us this last week, uh, relationships should be two-sided. We are to help others and allow them to help us. Each of us has, has a role. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8 says, I, this is Paul talking, planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God had been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be, re be rewarded according to their own labor. We each have a purpose. We each have a purpose. But only God can make things grow. I don't know about you guys, but that takes a lot of the pressure off. We're responsible for going out and sharing our stories. And as we're sharing our stories, what we're doing is we're planting seeds of faith and we're watering seeds of faith is what we're doing. But only, G but only God is the one who can make those grow. That's not our responsibility. All we can do is share Jesus with others. We can share our story. That's what we are called to do. Paul tells us that right here, that we have a role, but it's not to make things grow. The pressure is off, my friends. Go and share your Jesus story. God will make the things grow. So in these scriptures today, there's been a pattern in how people are hearing about Jesus. Each person shared their story, their Jesus story, with somebody else. Do you guys see your part yet? Do you guys understand the job that God has given to each of us? 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. If we are to be ambassadors, we should know what that means. Uh, and so here's what ambassador means. An, an ambassador is an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign country or a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specified activity. That's a big mouthful. It's a big mouthful. I'll let you guys take that in just a second. I just want to break that down. So an accredited diplomat. When you are accredited, it means you are officially recognized. You're officially recognized. So if you have a relationship with Jesus, you are accredited. You all have an invisible badge that says you are accredited. Yes, wear it proudly, my friends. Wear it proudly. Being accredited means that you are an official representative of heaven. Hebrews tells us that earth is not our home. So this is a foreign country for us. Our home, our final resting place is in heaven, the place that Jesus has gone ahead to prepare for us. And so we're in a foreign country. We are ambassadors of Jesus in a foreign country. And it is our duty as a representative, as a promoter of Jesus, to tell people and to help people to be reconciled to God. We are to share our story and to call people be reconciled to God. 
Or in other words, here's my story about how God changed my life. My God did not fail, and that is the story that I will tell. Now here's where things can get a little bit tricky, where we can get in our own way. I don't think it's just me. I think other people can do this too. Uh, it's the part where we actually share our stories with others. That part feels a little overwhelming sometimes. I know it did for me at first, uh, when I first began doing that. And if you were to Google how to share your story or how to share the gospel, you're gonna get lots of things. I checked it out just to try it, just to see what would pop up. There's, you have lots of options. Some of them are probably better than others. I didn't go through them all. Um, and some of us might appreciate that step-by-step -step help. Some of us might appreciate having uh, uh, something set up for us, some structure to help us to share a story, and that's okay, but some of us might get stumbled, like some of us might get stuck by some of those steps, and we just might need to share from our hearts. Here's what I want you to know, is that it's just you sharing your Jesus story that matters. Whether you use a step-by-step -step thing or whether you just share from the flow of the Holy Spirit as he's speaking to you to, and what to share, those things are okay. Both of those things are okay. The important thing is that you share your Jesus story. So <clears throat> I've been taught how to share the gospel. I've been taking some classes, many of you know, uh, working towards ordination in this, in this denomination. And so I've been taking some classes. And so in one of those classes, they said, we would love for you to share the gospel with us. And so I shared the gospel. We all took turns doing that. And after each one, the instructor then shared with us how we could make our presentation of that better. Um, and so after that class, I got all those, took all of those notes, plugged them away in my brain, tucked them away for the next time that I would use those. And so then when I get into another class, another instructor says, I'd like for you to share the gospel with us. And I was like, score, I just learned how to do that. Got it down pat. And so I share with the tips that this instructor has given to me. And so I share exactly how this other person told me. And, and you know what they said? They said, here's some notes. <laughs> right? And so here's what I learned. Here's what I learned is both of those instructors are wonderful, amazing people. And I'm so incredibly grateful for everything that I learned from them. And so don't hear that. But I want, what I want you to hear is that I don't want you to be paralyzed by feeling like you're not sharing your story right. Your story is your story, and that's what matters. That's what matters. Jesus wants us to share the story. And the Holy Spirit will lead you, just like he did the disciples in the Bible. In the Bible, you hear stories about how the disciples, the Holy Spirit told this person to say these things. In this moment, the Holy Spirit told this person to say this. And in whatever moment you're in, as long as you're inviting the Holy Spirit into those moments, the Holy Spirit will lead you as well. You are not exempt from that. The Holy Spirit will speak to you as well. Uh, another thing that I want you guys to know, another thing that I think is really important for all of us to hear, and the first time I ever heard somebody say this, I thought, wow, I never thought about that before. So I want to share it with you, that there is no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. There is a Holy Spirit. And so it doesn't matter the age of a person, the length of your relationship with Jesus when Jesus enters into your life, your story matters. We do this thing called Sunday in the Park. Many of you guys know what that is. And so we go, if you don't, it's where we do what we do on a Sunday morning, except we do it down at Porter Boone Park. And it's really, it's a fun, amazing time. We'll be doing that again this next August. So we don't have the date out there yet, but we have it scheduled. 
Uh, and so put it on your calendars. Um, so anyways, we go down there, we do our service, we have baptisms. And this last year, we had little ones all the way up to adults who, um, who shared their testimonies. Before we, we do baptism, we share testimonies, each person does. And I'll tell you what, those little ones had just as powerful of a testimony to share as those older ones, people who have been doing life longer. Each and every one of those stories matters. Each and every one of those stories matters. It's also, on, uh, let's see. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you have a story worth sharing and hearing, a story that has the power to change a life. Just like those little ones that Sunday in the park, man, those guys got me. A story that says, my God did not fail, and that that is the story that I will tell. Um, there was a doctoral dissertation done on two different groups of Thailand missionaries. Uh, one group was called the Converters, and it was their goal to go and to convert as many people as they could while they were in Thailand in order to get them into, um, to get them to accept Jesus into their lives. And so that was their goal. That's what they went there to do, the Converters. And then uh, there was another group that went that was called the Blessers, and it was their goal just to bless whoever God sent their way just to be a part of their life and to meet a need that they had in their life, to share the love of Jesus. So after two years, this is what happened. Now, I, the converters they had won, their goal when they went was to convert people, was to get people to accept Jesus, to follow Jesus, and that was their goal. Now, there's one conversion, and I, like, that's a miracle in and of itself. That's a big deal. Any one conversion matters because every story matters. And then the blessers, because they met people right where they were, because they did the things that we've been talking about throughout this How to Neighbor series, they had 48 conversions in those two years. What I want you to hear, what I want you to see and understand is that motivation matters. Motivation matters. We should share our story because of Jesus' transformative power in our own lives. The blessers had been crossing the street to care for others, and they had been creating relationships with those people. They had been staying in those lives. It wasn't just a fleeting moment where they were like, hey, I know about this guy, and then moved on to another person. They stayed, and they were present in those lives, and they allowed those people to love them right back. That's the difference. The person you are sharing your story with will know if you really care for them. They will understand and recognize your motivation. Your motivation matters. So here's my challenge to you. Is number one, pray that God would give you the words to speak and the right motivation. And number two, share your Jesus story with the people that Jesus brings across your path. And this doesn't always have to be somebody who hasn't, doesn't have a relationship with Jesus already. I want to hear your stories too because I'm encouraged by them. I want to hear what God is doing in your lives, too, because I'm encouraged by it. And I want to share with you guys what God is doing in my life as well. We need to encourage each other, but we also need to share our Jesus stories with other people because they need to know about Jesus. Because whether we realize it or not, we have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, which sounds a little cheesy, but it's true. There's a spot inside of us that just has this desire and longing to have a relationship with our maker, our creator. 
I share my story because my God did not fail, and that's the story that I will tell. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you go before us. Father, I ask that you, God, that you would watch over us as we go about this week. God, that you would help us to be present in each interaction that we have as you bring people across our path, whether it's at a grocery store or a parking lot or at work or even here in church, God, that you would just help us to pay attention and to be willing to uh, make a sacrifice if we need to of time and to just be present, to be present, that we would be bold in sharing our story. Jesus, you transformed each of our lives and you do it from the moment you step foot in into our hearts. And so I ask that you would help us to declare those things boldly and to share those things boldly and with passion, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so just a couple of things. So there's this little, for those of you who would like to have a little step-by-step thing, there's a few different options on this little card. They're on the table on the way out of the sanctuary that I put together of different ways on how to share your story. So if that's you, feel free to grab one. If not, that's okay too. Uh, and then if you have not gotten a chance to put your, uh, your pin on the map out there, this is the last day that we'll have the pins out there, and so make sure you put it on there. If you want to put your stuff, your pin on the, the map, today's the last day we're going to be taking the pins away. The map will be available, but the, we're going to take the pins away. Now may the God of all peace and transforming power go before you each in this week, and may he watch over you and keep your family safe. Go and be blessed this week, my friends. <laughs>